Dear Jazzy. The following program is intended for mature adults over the age of 18. If you are not a patron and looking for information on sex, relationships, and gender, please visit scarletteen.org. Nothing said on this show is a replacement for official medical advice. Trust me. Last time I checked, no one here is a doctor. Welcome back to Dear Jazz, episode 17, the show where we answer all of life's kinky questions. I am your host, Jasmine Starshine. And you are? Hi, I'm Tonky. I'm from Second Life and other places. <laughs> and other places. Other places. Second Life being one of them. Yeah, that's where most people know me from. <laughs> yeah. I always like to just burst into a, a cold open because some people are like, I'm Jasmine Starshine and... And people are like, oh, do I say my name here? <laughs> and it's always really funny. Line. Putting people on this <laughs> Line. <laughs> but yes, this is Dear Jazzy episode 17. We have uh, one of my really, really like closest friends, Tonky Puddlegum. That's me. And uh, that <laughs> is you. Tonky, where do I know you from? You know me from... MFF, I believe. I think that's where we first met. In yep. the waiting line for, um, not tickets. What's the thingy? The badgy thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for badges and registration. You saw your across the way and Rufus like, ah, I need to meet them. And like, uh, uh, sure. Yeah, let's, let's go up there. Ah, uh, stress for Starshine. Yeah, pretty because much. Because Ruka... <laughs> Ruka and I had been mutuals on Twitter for like ever. And then she DM'd me on Twitter, and she was like, turn around. And then she was there. And then I waved at both of you. And then we took that miraculous picture where I was just, like, pointing at you two, which is still, like, one of my favorite, like, pinned photos in my iPhone because you, it's just, like, aw, memories. You need to send that to me. I don't think I have that one. And that sounds like a fun photo. Oh, my, oh my God. It's so cute. We'll and that then out later. you also took... <laughs> We'll sort that out later. And then you also took a lot of really cute pictures of me at MFF, which were amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. turbo spank. Yeah. The turbo spank. Just, whoosh, you could just see it breaking the sound barrier. Okay. So we have you on the show to talk about um, your business in Second Life that you help run and everything. But before we get into that, we have Patreon shoutouts. Ooh, those are important. Yes, yes, they are, because people give us money to to say words, <laughs> among other things. <laughs> but our Patreon, you can visit it uh, at patreon.com slash jasmine starshine to help the ongoing production of the show. You can also go to at oddswithgod.com, and there's links there. I always say it like that because URL is ataddswithgod.com, not the visit us at, like the at symbol. So, and we didn't think that through before we registered the domain. So we're just like, fuck it. Oops. It was the first time we said it out loud on the show where we were just like, fuck. (laughs) We fucked up. (laughs) I will never financially recover from this. (laughs) Incoming. Uh, the Gone and Paul Bearers, <laughs> which is my new favorite thing. I found the okay. that song on Spotify the other day. I've been listening to it so much. Oh my god, it's really really good. It's a good song, yeah, I like it. Yeah. Okay, 
So on our Patreon, uh, you can support the show, and also, I'll send you porn of me. But for real, um, pretty much all the tiers, except the $1 tier, get uh, custom porn from me <laughs> to you. I did not know And this. that's great. <laughs> yes, that is true. Uh, $5 tier gets you a picture set of news. $10 gets you a short video or a GIF. And then $15 gets you uh, a custom made, like custom commissioned, whatever you want within my boundaries. <laughs> whatever you want uh, sent just to you, only for you. So that's pretty cool. Uh, in the thinner tier, which is the $15 tier, our shoutouts are from Princess Sarah, who says, be yourself unless you can be a unicorn, then always be a unicorn. Fair enough. And then from, from Daddy Gray, who says he wants to dedicate his uh, shout-out to folks impacted by COVID. And he says, Daddy Gray says that he is putting a ton of positive energy into the ether for all those infected by COVID-19. Much love and light to all of us. To well, much, much love and light to, to us all in these difficult times. I said it right the first time. You got that. So that's really, really <laughs> sweet. Yeah, yeah, I got that. Words. We're, I'm good with words. We'll fix it in post. It's and, fine. We'll fix it in post. Yeah. I'll I'll edit that out. No. <laughs> and then in our five dollar Kingster tier, Phil two five eight. Thank you very much, everyone, for helping keep the show going. Uh, furthermore, the Ruka fundraiser is still at $765. The uh, GoFundMe is still on at oddswithgod.com. Please donate to that to help my big sister out in these trying times. And with that, let's get into the show, shall we? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Tonky Bonky Puddle Gum. How did you get into ABDL slash the kink scene? Uh, I kind of just fell into it, I guess. Uh, mm -hmm. I guess I kind of discovered it on an old game, IMVU, which was like a oh, 3D. Wow. Yeah, that's going back in the 3D chat game. Yes. For those who don't know. Throwback. Mm. Um, which apparently Ruka played as well. Um but we never met on there. Um, so I, yeah, I played that for a while, got into community. I was crazy shy. Like I, I would jump on for like, ooh, geez, I don't know, five minutes, then panic and close down everything down and remove all my internet history and everything. <laughs> Rinse, repeat. Oh, no. Like all day. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I met people and they were very supportive and welcoming as a lot of people in this community are, which is amazing to see. And mm -hmm. eventually I did what I do and I started making content for that game and it just kind of grew from there. Like once you start making content, you make more friends because more people want to help you out and want to be around you. And then before you know it, you're surrounded by a huge crowd of the really supportive, awesome people. And so you make more for them because you want to, you know, it just keeps going and going. But um, that's where it all started out. And I still get people occasionally, it must have been like... <laughs> 10 years ago I still get people who remember me from there like oh my god you know I've I've come on to Second Life and I've seen all the new stuff you're making and I you know I met you on IMVU and I'm making all sorts of cool stuff there and I know it's it's really cool but that's that's kind of where I started that's awesome 
Um, how did how did you uh, discover your ABDL side? Is it kind of like my story where I was just kind of like always passively ABDL, like predisposed from like forever? Or what does that look like? I think it's it's always been there for me. Um, yeah, I, I'd say that, yeah, it's it's always been there. There wasn't any great big discovery moment for me or any particular origin story. Like, I don't know why this is here. I don't know why I am the way I am, but I'm like, fuck it, might as well enjoy the trip. So I'm just <laughs> jumping on in. Um, After a certain <laughs> point, you're just like, I'm, I'm done growing up. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I a lot of people have like this distinction between a little side and a big side. But with me, I've always just been like, fuck it, like that little side is as much me as my big side. And I've just kind of merged them together. And that's just me in everyday life. Like mm -hmm. I, I don't really have this alter ego that I jump into. It's just, it's all just all me. So I believe, yeah. I believe. Oh, I'm sorry. I keep interrupting. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I was going to say, I believe Nif described you as a casual adult, which I find very apt. Yeah, yeah, it's about right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you say Second Life. How did you get into Second Life originally? Um, well, it was it was because of IMBU. I was I was on there, and someone told me about this amazing new game that was a lot like IMVU, but you could move around freely and you could create whatever you wanted and make 3D stuff. And I was like, that sounds scary, but also kind of <laughs> cool. <laughs> so I'm going to try that. <laughs> and so, you know, I went in and first, I don't know, I, I landed in the world and typed in the search for ABDL stuff, you know, as you do. And as you do, you know, I landed in this big sim, which is for those who don't know, like a, a game space, basically, like a big island, essentially. I landed in this mm -hmm. island that was run by and designed for Littles, um, specifically Baby Furs there. Um, and right away, people were like, oh, you're new. Like, let me teach you how to play the game. Let me teach you how to customize your avatar, how to interact, how to buy things. Let me show you all of Second Life, which, if anyone's tried to get into it, you really need that, especially in the earlier years. Um, right. It's a bit crazy, but yeah, I was, I was there with these people, and I made friends with, you know, all these really cool people, and so naturally after that, I was hooked because there is some really cool stuff in Second Life when you're, you know, just There's starting out. Really cool stuff. Yeah. Like even back then, like I think it's like nine years ago, eight years ago. Now I don't know how long it's been. It's been a while. Um. Yeah. Even back then, there was some cool stuff. And so I dragged my friends from IMVU, in some cases kicking and screaming, over to Second Life. I'm like, no, <laughs> we're going to be here now because I can make cooler stuff here. So you're going to stay here and you're going to like it. <laughs> and like, no, IMVU, want... I like it. I've got stuff. Mm -mm, this is better. Come on. <laughs> You'll get cooler shit here. Yeah. And you just kind of started from there. Shit. I feel like an apt comparison to those who have never played Second Life the the learning curve is about as steep as Eve Online when you first start out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's just there's a yeah. whole lot of stuff thrown at you, and they don't really explain everything. 
anything. They don't explain anything. There we go. They don't explain anything at all. You just kind of have to figure it they out. They don't explain anything. They teach you how to walk around. They teach you how to chat. And you, they teach you how to fly. And that's about it. Yeah, pretty much. And for a game that is an open sandbox where you can create anything you want, kind of needs a little more instruction than what they give you. <laughs> yeah. And when you say anything, you literally mean anything. Yeah. You I'm, can make anything. I'm constantly surprised at the kind of stuff that I see. And I've been around there for nine years now. And I still see stuff that I'm like, hmm, not sure why you made that, but... I guess it's kind of cool that you did. Like, you've done a good job, but that's really weird. Good on you. Mm-hmm. Like, if you go into any of, like, the big popular public spaces or bars, you see some wild shit. Oh, it's a shit show. It's amazing. It, one of our it, fa- uh, favorite pastimes is to just gather a bunch of friends, go to some random spot, and just people watch. Because you see people going past, you see monsters going past, you see strange contraptions which you think at one stage might have been people but you're really not sure anymore because they're a misshapen mess you see all sorts and it's fun especially if you've been drinking especially if you've been drinking uh-huh. it's good it's like, good time but, like it's a good time the memory that sticks out is when we went to um we went to the mud puddles storefront together and you're just like jazzy Hey Jesse, come in, come into the next style, and I go. And it was someone who turned their waist slider all the way down, their height slider all the way down, and then their like thigh slider all the way up. So it just looked like one inch waist, and then like sixty nine inch booty. And I was like, oh no, oh no, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, this is why you don't do that. And it's just like noted. And the people who have like. They, they like the idea of a thigh gap. And they're like, mm-hmm. I'm going to push this as far as I can push this. So much so that there are some cases where I could literally walk my avatar through and under their legs and not touch them at all because the thigh gap is basically dislocated like legs that have been just stretched out to the side and just swinging like they're on stilt things. It's crazy, like axles. Mm-hmm. It's creepy. It's, it it's is, not human at all, but for some reason that's what they want. It's really, it's really creepy, <laughs> and I'm glad you said that because it's just like people want like thick thighs, big booty, and an impossible thigh gap. And I'm like, mm, <laughs> that's not how that works. There's a certain point where you stop being human and begin to be something else entirely, and they push right past that. But you know, there's a huge market for that. They're happy doing that. That that's. The, the joy of second life you can do whatever you want and be whatever you want it's crazy it is so for those who don't know you and don't know your presence in second life you run or help run a company called puddle pants if i remember correctly you are one of like the principal like designers Mm -hmm. i believe if i remember correctly you do a little bit of coding on the side uh not really um i'm one of the three uh, the three mm-hmm. puddle gums have been a thing for oh, shit. It's been like five, five years now. It's yeah, it gotten bigger, a lot bigger than I ever expected it would. Um, but yes, I am. Um, How did it art- get started? So mm-hmm. there have been a lot of different brands and styles of diapers on Second Life. Um, even way back when I started, there were. I remember there'd been like six different brands, which is crazy in itself. 
but you know everyone has their own different tastes everyone has their own different skill levels and so what they make varies considerably and uh there have been some good ones there have been some awful ones and you know <laughs> <laughs> that's absolutely oh, terrible no. yeah um i'll show you taggies later and you'll you'll cry <laughs> oh no <laughs> <laughs> they they're one of the most prolific brands and i don't know anyone who likes them at all and i've known a lot of people so i don't know what's going on there but anyway um there have been a lot of a lot of brands coming and going over the years but none of them quite hit the notes that i wanted and when when rigged mesh came into second life um and for those who don't know what that is um second life used to be like all static blocks like imagine building with lego that used to be like the mm-hmm. base for second life and then they realized hey we should probably upgrade this to be you know more in line with modern technology um and they mm-hmm. released mesh that could be sculpted like with modern techniques and move with your avatar and the fact that it moved and like deformed that was huge especially when you come into the the idea of like making diapers and stuff mm-hmm. um and so this new tech came out and a couple of people jumped on it but they didn't do it very well and I was so keen on using this new tech and having this, you know, more realistic model. And I was like, oh, man, like, we got to do something about this. We got to find someone who can make stuff like this. And Ruka kept saying, like, you're about to go to uni to learn 3D modeling. You should be able to do this. <laughs> like, this is what you're going to learn how to do. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I suppose. Yeah, okay. And, you know, after quite a bit of encouragement, um, I started learning 3D because what was currently available wasn't good enough. And that's been the driving force behind all of this is we want to make the best that we possibly can make with our skills and with our technology, mostly for ourselves and over time other people as well. But the driving force behind it has been we want to make something that we are proud to have and something that we want to use ourselves and that's pretty much been the the philosophy behind all this right and as someone who owns almost every item in the puddle pants catalog <laughs> uh, no clapping no clapping uh i gotta say your everything y'all have made has been like exceptional and and i'm not just like i'm not just like like, like jerking you out here. Like <laughs> everything you make is amazing. Thank you. Like super, super high quality, super well rigged. I've never had a problem with like fitting or glitches or anything <laughs> like that. So if you haven't had if, a problem with glitches, then I don't think you've been trying hard enough because we are full of glitches and it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're in Second Life, you should absolutely check out the Puddle Pants storefront and check out their products. Um, speaking of your products, can you tell us a bit about your product line and the different things you offer? Um, yeah, I suppose we could. Um, so the first one that we made, well, honestly, way back, the first one we made was pull-ups, but I made them so badly that I decided to remake them again and again and again until I was happy (laughs) with it. Um, and eventually somehow, somehow along the line that became diapers. I don't know. Um, but yeah, the first one we made was what we refer to now as the OG diaper. Um, and that's, it was designed to be 
is it designed to fit a lot of different avatars. Like you can mod it, you can reshape it to fit as many people as possible. And that was one of our driving philosophies back then is we wanted to make this available to as many people as possible. We wanted this to replace all of the old stuff that was out there because the old stuff was clunky. It was missing a lot of speeches in the scripts. It was it didn't look that great. It didn't use the new materials for like really cool lighting effects and stuff like that, like reflections and all that. It didn't mm -hmm. use a lot of the new technology. So we wanted to have this replace all of those so that it raised the standard in general of avatars in the community. So we made this and people went absolutely nuts about it. We were not expecting it to be as popular as it was. I think Rin, our scripter, was like, yeah, you know, we might maybe sell like a hundred of them or something like that. We're now up to many thousands of them <laughs> and still going strong. I was going to say. <laughs> um, I think many we sold about a hundred in the first week. Yeah, and Rin just... Oh, jeez. His mind just melted. In the first week. We had wow. a like a year-long beta testing because we are very picky and we had more beta tests than Rin thought that we would sell. Um, and that was that was telling of what was to come, I think. Um, mm -hmm. But one of the, the main parts of it is um, it's retexturable. We release it is. the maps, so the tools needed to create your own textures because I didn't want to sit there and make every texture that people came up with and everything i didn't want to be like on a commission basis i didn't want that workload but also i knew that there were a lot of really talented artists in the community who would love to get their hands on it and other people have charged for that right to make stuff and i was like no screw that give it to them for free we'll see what they come up with and mm -hmm. and that's been one of the major <laughs> selling points yeah i've lost count of how many textures we have <sighs> we have almost as many I think I had a count recently, and I, I wish I had it in front of me. I should have I should have thought about that before I jumped on here. But it's at least a few hundred textures that people have made, custom designs oh, for their diapers and all sorts of stuff like that. It's crazy, and it's become a community thing because people mm -hmm. share. Because we made a rule that it all has to be free. You can't sell it mm -hmm. if you're making something. It's right. for the community, and people have jumped on that and they've loved it, and it's exploded with this massive surge of creativity and we see people who aren't artists pick up art in order to make designs for puddle pants and that is really cool to me it's really cool um for anyone who hasn't picked up uh your diapers yet when you uh when you put it on you get a little hud element that's like a custom design browser and then you, it creates like this menu where you can literally scroll through all this like constantly updated <laughs> menu of community designed diapers. I have no idea how the, the, the Linden scripting behind that works or how many lines of code it took. I probably don't want to know, but it is, one of the most, like, <laughs> <laughs> it is one of the most like in-depth projects I've ever seen. And it's really cool. It's it's a passion project. We've, I mean, as I said before, we we made this because it's what we wanted to do. It's it's been a fun project for us for many years, and we've just been constantly improving it because what we have is never enough. 
we always want to do better. And we see people come out with um, like other brands with other ideas and we see the stuff that they're doing. Like we want to take their ideas, turn them into like our own take on it and add it to ours to improve ours, to make ours cooler for the people who are using all that stuff. We want them to have as many tools at their disposal to do whatever they want with it. We want people to be able to customize this in as many ways as possible. As a musician, that really resonates with me because I'm, I very much have the same creative process with my music in that, like, it's a passion project. I make it like primarily for myself. And then it just so happens that a lot of other people <laughs> like it. Yeah. And it was, it was that passion that was able to buy you a ticket from Australia to Chicago or <laughs> Or to America, at least. I forget your massive pilgrimage, <laughs> pilgrimage. and an MFF ticket. <laughs> yeah. It's true. You, y'all went like up and down the East Coast, which is like a while before you went to MFF. Yeah, like, yeah we, we drove from Orlando to New York City in three days. Um, on paper, that sounded like a great idea. Uh, we also happened <laughs> to do it during, uh, what is it? It's like Turkey holiday, Thanksgiving. Um, yes. We did it during Thanksgiving too, um, and Ruka afterwards. Well, no, about a week before, Ruka's like, you know, this is going to be like the busiest time to travel, right? Like, did not know oh. <laughs> that would have been useful information. <laughs> did not compete. I, I don't also, know how popular Turkey Day is over there. It's just some weird American celebration to me. I didn't know this shit. <laughs> it is. Stupid wild. It is, it's the only thing bigger than it is Christmas. And it just so happens that I don't celebrate either of those holidays. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like every time those roll around, I'm just like, woo, <laughs> there's snow. And then the solstice is coming up. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so, um, other than diapers, what else do you sell? Huh. Uh, right. Yes, I have a whole other store. I completely forgot about that for a moment. Um, mm -hmm. I sell junk. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tonky! <laughs> I own all your junk. Yeah, it, it's junk. So, before no, I started not. the whole Butter Pants project, I was like, I'm not talented enough as a 3D artist to make what I want to make. So I need practice. And I also need funding, because I know this is going to be an expensive project. So I was like, I'm going to just make a list of cool random shit that I I like. Things from games, like weapons, stuff like that. Um, I can make a list and I'm just going to work through it and replicate it. And so I started doing that. So I made things like um, Thrall's Hammer from World of Warcraft, or Warcraft specifically. Um, mm -hmm. Fuck what else we made. I'm quickly jumping my stock because I can't remember what I've made. Leave me alone. Um, like I've made a whole bunch of just random stuff. A lot of it is like replica stuff from games. I've made a lot of like plushies, like not actual plushies, mm -hmm. unfortunately, but like plushies for in-game for people to have and display. And like I copied the Punko, Pop Funko box thing where they're all like the neat little collectible boxes. Yeah, I, I copied that, totally ripped them off. It's fine. Um, put all my plushies in there. There's like a like big that. pyramid in your storefront of them. Sorry? 
Uh, there's a big pyramid of those in your storefront. Yeah, there used well, to be a big really... pyramid. I got rid of that because I ran out of room and space. But um, yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah, I made a whole bunch of stuff like that. And that was to generate income, basically, to fund the project of Puddle Pants. Mm-hmm. And so I did all that. And it was practice, too, because I was just learning 3D. Like, I went straight into the deep end with this project. And there are many nights where I did not sleep and many failed attempts to create what I wanted to create. And I uploaded lots of them and had like, after a while I had like a little community just sort of hanging around, seeing what I was making at the time and helping me test stuff and things like that. Like that's where it honestly, where it started. And there are a few of my early models floating around despite my attempts to get them destroyed because I don't want to see that shit. (laughs) (laughs) But people are like, no, it's it's a piece of history. It's collector. Like, it's really not. Please, no. Oh, okay. We're showing it off again. All right, cool. (laughs) It's a a collector's piece, like NIST changing table. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Which, that is one of your, um, outside of your clothes and your diapers, your changing table is probably the item that I've gotten the most use out of. Not surprised. Out of all, not surprised. <laughs> not surprised <though. laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, but um, it's one of my proudest um, creations, actually. And it's—I'm not sure how many people can resonate with this. Quite a few, probably. Most of the stuff that I create, like I put so much time and love and effort into creating this stuff, and I can't show it off outside of a very niche community. And I've mm-hmm. got these products that are quite literally the best things that I've created within like certain fields. Like the best animations I've created, they're in the changing table. I can't ever show that to anyone. I can't put that on a resume. I can't go, hey, <laughs> check out my animation work. Please hire me, by the way. No, I, I, can't, I can't show that off. It's this very niche thing that I've made, I've put so much care and love into and it's forever going to stay in like this dark little corner and not be shone. And that kills me inside. Mm. <laughs> it absolutely kills me inside. But yeah, stuff mm. like that, like I had so much fun making that and like, you know, fully animated change table um, with all sorts of scripts and options to add stuff in. It's, it's a great time. We had so much fun making it. Yeah, it's really, really good. So there's uh, your diapers, the changing tables, and then the clothing line as well. Yeah. Which is, like, amazing. The clothing line is, I don't know, we had we had big plans for it. It never really, it required a lot of input from me, and I kept getting distracted. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> See, Rin and I, Rin being the scripter, we work really well together. We We bounce off one another, and when there's a project that we're both equally invested in like the change table required a lot of scripting um the pull-ups the diapers stuff like that required a lot of scripting and a lot of modeling and a lot of texturing and a lot of reading from me so we were constantly going back and forth and that constant back and forth when you're working with someone who's as passionate and just enthusiastic as you are you just get lost in it you just you just go, you mm-hmm. go, you go. And before you know it, you haven't slept in two days and the product's like almost complete. And you're like, what happened? I don't know. We've got a product. Cool. Let's keep working on it. <laughs> and it just goes. Um, but the clothing line was mostly me. So that didn't work out so well. <laughs> we still have some really cool products, some really cool stuff. 
Um, but our best products are by far like the changing table, the wheel of misfortune. Um, fuck whatever we made. Uh, high chair. We made the high chair. Too. The playpen. Playpen. Yes. Yes. The high chair. Yeah. With the little robot nanny. Yeah. Um, yes. Stuff like that. Like we, we did so well with that because we we're so, so enthusiastic about them. And they mm. have been some of our most popular items. Um, people buy them and just go absolutely nuts over them. Because all the features and all the little details and all the stuff that we put into it, yeah. Much better than the clothing. Because, <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I still love the clothing. But all the other like little gizmos and stuff that you guys make are just great. And also the light-up sneakers are just <laughs> personal fave. <laughs> those are great. Yeah, th- those were originally a commission from a, a Patreon back when I was running a Patreon. Um, and I was like, do you mind if I like, make like a modded version? So, you know, you still have your unique customized version. I make a modded version that other people would use. Like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. They go nuts. And so, you know, I, I tweaked it, made a different model off the base one that I designed for them and put that out there and... All of a sudden, people were running around with light-up shoes. I was <laughs> like, "Oh shit! All right, these are more popular than I expected." Sweet, I I did this. Yeah, I did. This. I made this. <laughs> um, have you faced any pushback from the Second Life community, or has Puddle Pants faced any pushback from the wider community? <sighs> Not really. Um, we've had a strong presence on a lot of Sims. Sims being like the islands. Um, mm-hmm. There have been many islands over the years owned by different littles, different, you know, DLs, stuff like that. Like, everyone has their own take on the kink, as I'm sure you're well aware. And everyone mm. designs their own space, their own island, according to that, and the kind of people that they want to attract to it. And we've had a presence on most of those over the years. Like, we very quickly became the brand to have, so naturally everyone wanted one of our little vending machines or something on the sims so you know we'd go around we'd meet people we'd see what's going on we'd hang out in these places and the big thing that we noticed was the more popular places the more popular sims always attracted trolls and griefers um mm-hmm. people would come on and just they were bored just people being bored and being assholes i'm pretty sure we've all done it at some point um just stirring up shit causing problems but beyond that there hasn't been a lot of a lot of pushback. Um, Linden Labs, the creators of Second Life, they they've made some rules about like age play and stuff like that. It's always been very nebulous and not very well explained, but they've never really mm-hmm. directed attention at us and the wider community has just sort of left us be, really. There hasn't been a great deal of conflict there at all, which is surprising that's good really yeah i'm it's actually quite mm. surprising now that i think about it that there hasn't been as much as yeah i would have expected there to be but yeah the community is mm. really really tight-knit really supportive and they're very very caring of one another you know there's always going to be conflicts and whatnot but generally mm. speaking they're pretty awesome people and that's part of why we love making what we make for them because we like making awesome stuff for awesome people. We like seeing people be happy <laughs> and our stuff makes people happy. So we're like, shit, we got to make more stuff. <laughs> That's really wholesome. That's where it comes My to, like, last question. Hmm? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to add that originally when we started this, we were going to release it free 
for everyone, open source. Um, mm-hmm. Like that was my big idea. Like I was making this thing for me and for Ruka, and people loved it. So we're like, I'm just going to give it to people, make people happy. And it's only after we mm-hmm. put like months and months of work into it that Rin was like, we should probably ask for some money for this. I'm like, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, yeah. as you said before, paid for my trip to America. So I'm really kind of glad that he pushed for that. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually, I, I'm guessing it'll help pay for your move to Canada. But yeah, hopefully. It, it is. Yeah, it, money's money from this is going towards that, and it's helped me through a lot of tricky stuff and helped fund a lot of fun stuff for me. So, yeah, it's it's been a bit of a give and take with the community and everything. It's it's been really nice. Yeah. Do you know of any other games that have a notable ABDL presence in them? Um, IMBU for one. <laughs> That's still present <laughs> there. I think the creators of that crackdown. In recent years, though, I noticed a lot mm. of my old stuff, my old textures that I made, have been removed. Um, and I think my account got banned. Can't remember. I haven't looked at it in a while. Oh no. Yeah. I, whatever. <laughs> um, Rip. Other games, though. I mean, there's always mods. Um, mm-hmm. Like Fallout, Skyrim, always have mods hidden away, tucked away in it. I know Final Fantasy, the the MMO, mm. Final Fantasy has mods as i know you're aware <laughs> oh yes thank you again for the moonfire tonga the what oh yeah <laughs> yeah when i when i moved to your server um when i moved to Tonga's server uh he and ruka and nif put together and oya put together shout out to all of you put together a really nice like welcome to mateus care package and in them was um a moonfire tanga which, if you wear it and you have a certain mod installed, it looks like a Veer's princess diaper. So I put it on, took a screenshot, and Tonky's like, that is the worst model I've ever seen in my goddamn life. <laughs> I was like, I want to fix it, but I also don't want to get that involved in modding in Final Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> it's killing me to I see wanna that. I want to fix it. I want to fix it, but I also don't care enough. Like I don't want to. I don't want to start down that rabbit hole. Like I've done this twice before. Please don't. No. And <laughs> not another. Don't make me fix it. So those are all my questions for you. Uh, let's transition into the dear Jesse questions, Ooh. which, um, as everyone <laughs> that's listened to the show before knows, I ask the co-host or the guest host this time, Chunky Puddlegum, to read the questions and then we answer them. <laughs> so I posted those in the general chat. Uh, you can take it away when you're ready. I keep seeing the bot in the Discord thing light up because it's obviously recording and I keep thinking someone else is talking and my instinct is to shut up to let them talk. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a bot. No, and it's like, just okay. Craig. Yeah, it's Craig. Damn Craig. It's Craig. All right, so first question. Dear Jazzy, have you ever played with a puppy slash kitten in Little Space? What are some suggestions for playing that you could give to both Littles and puppies on how to play in their respective headspace? And what's your favorite item slash toy slash game to play with a puppy? Creamsicle they them? Oh, that's mm-hmm. the person. Right. <laughs> Creamsicle. Yes. This is by Creamsicle. Uh, yep, cool. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. So 
I haven't gotten a chance to play with a lot of pets in Little Space. Um, there's been one or two that come into the Little's room at our local dungeon, and then I've obviously run into pets at Capcom and MFF and different cons and spaces and everything. But uh, Kimmy, who's part of the Sophie and Pudding Discord and household, um, is a pet fox named Ruru. And she's a lot of fun to play with when she is in pet space. And then a lot of fun to play with her when she's in pet space and I'm in little space. And it's a lot of fun because she's like really like energetic and mischievous and everything. Um, I haven't gotten a chance to play with like a ton of toys apart from like her squeaker paws that <laughs> I like that. I was just like transfixed by for like 20 full minutes in that small space. And me. she, yeah, I know it that tracks. So I really would like to play fetch with a pet. I feel like that would be really fucking cute. I'd be all over that. Um, I really want to interact with more pets, if I'm being honest, because I haven't gotten a lot of exposure to that. Uh, have you? Me? Not really. Like I'm just sitting here thinking, this is a really cool dynamic that I've never considered before. <laughs> oh, the, the pet owner dynamic? No, the the pet little. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's honestly so wholesome because it's kind of like, it's kind of like when a kid gets their first puppy, and the puppy becomes a part of the family and everything. Yeah. It's honestly a lot like that. Yeah, I was, I was just listening to you talk, thinking, yeah, this is really wholesome, really adorable sounding, and I don't know why this has never occurred to me that this would be a really fun thing to do. But there you go. It's so cute. It's Ding. so cute. <laughs> Ding. Oh, hold on. There, there we go. go. There we go. <laughs> okay. Let's do let's do the next one. Number two. All right. Dear Princess Jazzy Piddlepat. I like that one. <laughs> I had to that one. In terms of age play dynamics. Do you prefer some type of structure slash rules or have it be a little more freeform and not a lot of rules? This one's from Cloud Puddles. Sleep, sleep, wow. She slash her. Oh, slee her. Those are my new pronouns, slee her. So, I, <laughs> as a lot of people know, I am like, my little type is like the good girl slash like angel and I love structure and i love rules and stop laughing at me <laughs> <laughs> it's true anytime i accidentally break a rules because i don't know better legitimately <laughs> i'll take your word for it <laughs> stop anyways so i really enjoy structure and rules and everything because it helps it all, it's almost like it helps like a more guided little space experience in in my opinion, uh, what do you what do you think? Do you like structure rules? What's your take? Um, I'm usually known for not really following rules. Like, I, mm -hmm. I'm a brat, right? Most people know this. Yeah. Um, but I'm I use that to try and encourage other people's little space. So I guess having mm -hmm. rules set out shows me the boundaries. I don't. I guess I don't try to break the rules. I just try to really push them. Um, mm -hmm. And I try to encourage other people to go deeper into their spaces. Um, mm -hmm. I, I don't really know. Like, 
I, I haven't had a great deal of experience with it and a great deal of experience with a really structured sort of space. I think a lot of people try to approach me with the usual rules and then find that they don't really work so well because I'm kind of off the wall with a lot of things. So then it just all falls apart. Mm-hmm. In a good way, you know, <laughs> something new. In a good way. It. But it's, yeah, I, I've noticed that a lot of people come with the usual expectations of littles and littles being like really timid or shy or really easy to make blush and stuff like that. And then they approach me with that and I'm just like, nope, <laughs> that ain't going to work. <laughs> nope. like and yeah, I haven't really had an experience where there's a lot of really tight structure that's persisted through me sort of crashing into it. So I can't really say, honestly. Because mm-hmm. I know that, um, and it's really wholesome that you say that you like using your readiness as a way to encourage a little space because it absolutely, you've absolutely done that to me and it absolutely <laughs> has worked. Like, like we were at MFF and uh, you were like, what were you doing? You're like pinching me or just like very lightly like teasing me or like bullying me. And it's just like, whining for niff and everything and that was like a really like good like dynamic thing going on like brats have a bad rep because a lot of the time people who are doing brat stuff are doing it to steal attention for themselves Mm -hmm. like they will destroy a scene to be like hey look at me hey i want to be punished hey give me attention and that's it's given Mm -hmm. brats in general a really bad rep for that and that's not I'm the complete opposite of that. Like, as you said, like I'm, I'm misbehaving and I'm doing things that would be naughty, but I'm doing it in a way that sort mm. of focuses other people into a more little space because that's fun for me. <laughs> yeah. And you're like contributing to that scene as well. In a lot of ways, it's funny to say, but you're like the goodest brat. <laughs> I know that's kind of like an oxymoron, <laughs> but I feel like that's the best way to put it. Shh, shh, keep it secret. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's do the next one. Alrighty. Dear Jazzy, as someone who has met other littles and seems to be quite confident about it, what suggestions do you have for people who have either never met or find it hard to meet others due to anxiety? This is from Princess Sarah. Is that the Princess Sarah I know? Uh, possibly. <laughs> She's from the Sophie and Pudding Discord. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's gonna, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's from the SP Discord. Okay. Uh, so, and she's also uh, one of my Sinner patrons. So, mm-hmm. thanks again for that. So, I've met quite a, fl- a few <laughs> littles in <laughs> quite a few littles in real life um, in various spaces, like and like hanging out in the dungeon at cons. Just like a lot in, in like our in like my apartment or in their apartment. Like I've like been in spaces with a lot of littles before. And the first time oh man, I can't even remember what the first time was because it there's been so many instances. Cause this has been like my life for so long. I think it was just like I was excited to meet another person who was like me. But it was just, like, the standard level of just, like, social anxiety. Uh, Not because of um, who I was and who they were, but just because it was meeting a new person. So, like, 
the shared kink wasn't thankfully a part of it. But um, I guess like my advice for someone who wants to go out and meet other littles, but is anxious to do so is try to find like a local meetup or cause, or like a munch or something. Cause there's always like every area has an ABDL presence. You just have to find it mm. and going to some kind of meetup in meeting new people in real life is always a good way to do that. And then if you meet someone on the internet and you want to go to them, always like, a, have it be in a public space. Yep. And B, always, always in a public space. And B, always bring a friend with you and then have them bring a friend with them. So it's Three like times. a group. Yeah, exactly. So that way, like, not all the focus is on you. And, the, and it's like a group dynamic. And when there's, like, more people in your little squad there, you know, you're not directing all your attention at one person. Not all the attention is being focused on you. It's like diffused a bit. Makes so it yeah. that, yeah, exactly. That makes it a lot easier. Uh, what would you say? Um, as someone whose first meetup did none of those things, do all of those things. <laughs> <laughs> um, do all those things. Yeah, I met someone online and we got to talking, and they're like, "Hey, you know, I'll um." You know, I'll come meet you in a public space, which, you know, I was at least smart enough to do that. Um, mm -hmm. But, yeah, it was just me and them. And, of course, I didn't tell anyone where I was going because I didn't want anyone to think what was going on because um, I was absolutely paranoid back then. Um, mm -hmm. And I didn't have any other friends who I could take along with me, obviously. Uh, it was the first time meeting someone. Um, but, yeah, in hindsight, very reckless. Even in a, a public space, so many things could have gone wrong. And it's still mm -hmm. true today. Like, always make sure someone knows where you are if you are meeting someone for the first time. Um, if you can't bring someone with you, because we don't always have, you know, an extra who we can bring along, make sure right. a friend sends you a message or calls you at set intervals so that you can check in and stuff like that. Always be safe with it. But beyond that, like, if you if you find a big group of people, like a, a little group, or you find a whole bunch of people that you want to hang out with, where it's safer, go for it. Um, like, it's terrifying the first time you do it. Meeting all these people, jumping into it, and, you know, you're constantly thinking all this stuff that can go wrong, you know, all these things that you're, you're embarrassed about and everything like that. But once you get into it, once you've gone to a few munches, all of that just fades away. And you start meeting all these really amazing people who can show you all this really cool stuff. And you start your way down this path of what you really want to be. Mm -hmm. That'll change many times. <laughs> it'll, it'll change yes. many <laughs> times. What you thought many you times. originally wanted, you'll find out very quickly, is not at all what you wanted, but that's because you've discovered something better. Mm -hmm. And it's a huge step. It's absolutely massive. But it's a step everyone needs to make, and the sooner you make it, the better off you're going to be, and the more time you're going to have to experiment with this stuff. Because, you know, we've only got X amount of years available to us. Don't waste it. Get right in there as soon as you can. Mm -hmm. It's going to be scary, but that's what makes it so much fun. Right. I think another important thing is, like, it when you're going out to meet someone with the intent of, like, possibly making a new friend, always meet them in a vanilla sense first. 
oh God, before yeah. you get to know them in a little sense. Like, cause that's how like friendships are formed because I can't tell you the amount of people who have been in my DMS and like immediately, this is before I learned to stop responding to DMS. <laughs> this is like long time ago. And that's when I, you know, learned that a lot of people don't give a shit about who I am. They just care about what's in my diaper. And it's just like, mm, no mas, no mas. It, so it's always, if you're going to be a lot, actually. Yeah. It's just like, it really is cool. And it like usually reads really well to people who, you know, their intent is to make a friend. If you get to know them in a vanilla sense first and, Last MFF, I, I um, went to go meet someone who, you know, I was excited to meet up with because we had been Twitter mutuals and I was doing my thing. I was just like getting to know them in a vanilla sense. And it was just like not resonating with them at all. They just seemed like really fucking bored. And I was asking them like, hey, what are your hobbies? What music do you listen to? And they they were asking like, what onesies do you like? What diapers do you like? And just like asking me all kink questions that I was asking all vanilla questions. And it just like, it, it just did not compute. And that's when I knew I was just like, this is not meant to be. Yeah. That's actually a really good point. When people tunnel vision so hard on this stuff. Yes. Tunnel vision. That's the word I'm looking for. It's problematic for so many reasons. And I've seen so many people form relationships based on ABDL stuff and almost exclusively that and it's true for most kinks like if you base a relationship even like friendship sexual relationship any kind of relationship on purely kink things it's not going to last you need to have mm-hmm. some connection beyond that and right. i've had tons of people who i i enjoy talking with all the time um but most of the conversations with these people is purely about little stuff and they're never going to be a close friend of mine or really have any meaningful interaction. Like it, the conversations I have are fun. We have a lot of fun. We share some pictures. We do all sorts of cool stuff, but I'd never really count them as a good friend because we haven't connected on a personal level outside of that. Like I don't know the right. first thing about them because they don't ever want to talk about that. And that's cool. Like if they don't want to put themselves out there like that, you know, whatever they want to do that's that's fine like i'm i'm happy having these kind of conversations with them but you know if you're looking to make meaningful connections with people you need to be able to find common ground outside of the kink right otherwise it's i mean there's nothing wrong with just having kink friends that are, you know you only really talk to them when you're at events and stuff like that i got a whole bunch like that and they're great fun uh, we don't have any common ground outside of that, but that doesn't matter. You know, you got different friends for different occasions. But quite often people are looking to form meaningful relationships and have those long friendships that they see other people have in the community and they just don't know how to approach it because they're just like tunnel visioning on the kink. And it's problematic, but, you know, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> it's just something you have to learn. It is. It's absolutely a skill. So, uh, let's do... I feel like we sufficiently answered that one. That was really good. Uh, let's do the next one. Which one are we up to? Ah, yes. Dear Jazzy from Kimmy and Lizzie. Arrow. 
You get 20 words or less to explain kink to vanillas everywhere. Oh, how do you bridge the gap between us and them? That's from the Z. Hmm. I'm wondering if this is like little specific or just kink in general. I guess take it as, as you want. I'll do it for kink first. Um, 20 words or less. Um, my sex is spicier than your sex, period. <laughs> End of sentence. <laughs> and then in a little context, um, I guess I would say like ABDL helps me cope as an adult in a very scary adult world, period. Yeah, yeah that makes I'll, I'll stay with that. Yeah. What about you? I guess for general kink, I would say there's more to life outside of what society normally lets us enjoy. There's more to life than missionary. Yeah, there's more to life than missionary. I like that. <laughs> I need a t-shirt of that. <laughs> there's more to life than missionary. <laughs> I was going to say, that's going to be like the first Dear Jesse merch. <laughs> <laughs> you write that down. I like that one. Yeah. I'm going to, actually, I'm adding that to my notes right now. <laughs> In terms of little stuff. Hmm. Okay, I'm done typing. Sorry. Clackety, clackety, clack. Okay. The little stuff, I... I'll probably explain it to people as it being a way to, I mean, there's obviously the cliche of getting in touch with your inner child and all that sort of nonsense, but it's more like having fun with no context, just enjoying things, take them enjoying things and being able, this is going to be more than 20 words, but I don't care. I'm going for it. <laughs> to be able to, like, I can't count. It's fine. Everyone knows this. Donkey can't count. <laughs> um, like, uh, being able to express yourself without that fear of judgment that everyone has. Like, if you think of growing up, you learn to keep things to yourself. You learn to, mm-hmm. like, suppress a lot of creativity and all sorts of stuff like that. A little space is opening that door up again. And finding a way to just be that little you that's always hiding down in the back that you suppress and keep hidden away from everything else. It's a way of finding enjoyment and relaxation in a crazy world that just wants to crush all that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what it means to me anyway. And I try to embrace that as much as I possibly can in everyday life too, not just in you know safe spots. I try to like let that shine as much as I can because fuck it, I've only got so many years of my life. Let's, let's go nuts with this shit. Right. <laughs> I like that philosophy. Go nuts with that shit? Me yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, go, go nuts with that shit. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's do the next one. I was looking at my notes really quick there and then looking at my now empty Vietnamese coffee, sad face. Vietnamese coffee? Yeah, it's uh, it's regular coffee, but instead of creamer, he used condensed milk, and it's so good. Huh. I don't drink coffee, but that sounds different. Mm-hmm. It's really, really good. It? It's very sweet. Mm, I like sweet things. Yes. I tried that with hot chocolate. Ha ha! 
Oh, little coffee. <laughs> yeah, little coffee. I can't stand coffee. <laughs> Coffee's the devil. The coffee is wonderful. No, I, no. You're wrong. <laughs> glad to be wrong. <laughs> You're still learning. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next question. Dear Jazzy, everyone has been seen pet play what what what? Everyone has seen pet play dog puppy and kitten dynamics. Gotcha. Right. Dog puppy kitten dynamics. Mm. But what would be the defining features of an uncommon pet slash owner dynamic be? How do you BDSM a bunny? <laughs> How do you BDSM <laughs> a bunny gag with the mouth of a carrot? I'm screwing this question up so badly. It's it's throwing it's okay. me. Okay. How do you BDSM a bunny gag their mouth with a carrot? What would be the most uncommon and entertaining pet type slash owner dynamic you can think of? Hugs and scritches, lemon lime soda. So she I think hurt. it's like theming, theming pet play and BDSM around the pet. Yeah. I appreciate how she used BDSM as a verb. Or yeah, like, that really threw me. <laughs> yeah. How do you how do you BDSM a bunny? And I was just like, hmm. I've never seen BDSM as a verb before, but it's not bad. It like um, took my flow of the question, like turned it on its head. And I was like, I don't know how to approach this. Uh honestly, I I've not seen many Oh, I have a good answer to this question. Um, in our dungeon, there's a couple of ponies. Uh, so same, same logic as like pup players with like hoods and such. Only they have like horse head hoods, not like the silly ones that you see at cons. Actual like <laughs> leather, and they're <laughs> for real. And their owner like has a crop and goes like, and like they walk around on all fours in the dungeon. And I'm just like, that's interesting. Never seen that before. <laughs> just imagine you walk into a back room of a dungeon, you open the door, and there's two floppy head horse head horse head. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the beginner's. Head. It's like how the 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 maskimol heads are like beginner fursuits, <laughs> like beginner fursuit bases. The floppy horse head is the beginner horseplay <laughs> suit. <laughs> oh my god! So one of my friends back in 2012 had a floppy horse head. Back when those were like the meme and we would just take turns like because you know you have like fursuit tunnel vision in those so we'd go up and just like just like full full strength like slap it and it would like go around her head she'd be like but it'd be all muffled from the mess angry horse noises from inside (laughs) angry horse noises my voice cracked (laughs) but um i feel like a in terms of like entertaining it would be really entertaining to see the dynamic between, like, I don't know, like, an elephant and a zookeeper or another, like, zoo-type animal and a zookeeper dynamic. I feel like that'd be really entertaining, like, because zoos always wear, like, stuff that Steve Irwin would wear with, like, the hats and oh, everything. Like, I've never been to his... Steve exactly. play. You did not just invent a new kink. Oh. Steve Irwin pet play crocodile crocodile hunter dynamic. There we go. That's the answer to the question. Oh crikey! Look at the size of this one. <laughs> oh, crikey! Look at those teeth. No. <laughs> oh no. 
<laughs> oh my god. I'm adding that to the notes. Actually, no, I'm not. That's cursed. <laughs> so that's the answer. The most entertaining pet owner dynamic is Steve Irwin pet play. Next question. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Next question, please. I know there are carrot-shaped butt plugs. And mm -hmm. Bunny was specifically mentioned in the question. So how would you gag their mouth with a carrot? Why stop at a mouth? Why stop at a mouth? <laughs> <laughs> but plugs are just anal gags. As they say down here, any hole's a goal. If you can't find one, big <laughs> <take> one. <laughs> any hole's a goal. Any hole's a goal. I appreciate that. All right, <laughs> moving on. Next question. Oh my god. <laughs> Crikey. <laughs> I refuse to. Next I question, refuse, please. I refuse to draw, drop down to the, the stereotype. Dear Jazzy. <laughs> How do you feel that mental health problems fit into the realm of kinks? I'm quite lightheaded right now. Everything's sort of woo because I'm laughing so much. Um, oh no! <laughs> I'm having a good time. Um, so I'm going to start oh, this again. How do you feel that mental health problems fit into the realm of kinks? Do you think it makes people stray away from certain kinks or fetishes more, or makes them more prone to liking them? This is from Sarah Lovehart. She/her. I think that certain experiences in life can definitely help guide you down a certain path. Like there's, mm. there've been multiple studies um, from multiple institutes that show that people who have a really fucked up childhood are more, not more likely to be ABDL, but there's just a high correlation between ABDL and having a shitty childhood. Mm. Like there's general, correlations like that like someone who basically i've yet to meet someone in the kink and larger bdsm community who isn't neurodivergent in some way and that's not saying like all people into kink are neurodivergent but i'm just saying it is i've never really had an experience meeting someone who was like neurotypical and that's me saying like i've never like met met and like it's funny because there are some people who come into um the dungeon because when when people first get initiated they like pay their dues and they get their membership card and they they come back from behind the curtain and they get a tour and sometimes uh i just like to watch the door because people will come in and they'll have like giggle faces like e -he -he -he. and then they'll come behind the curtain and they'll just like <gasps> their smile will just like drop and they'll be like, Oh no. Oh no. It's that kind of dungeon. And we call those the 50 shade crowd because <laughs> it's just, it's just like, you can tell when someone comes into a dungeon after reading 50 shades of gray and they're, ex they're expecting a certain kind of experience. And then it's just not that they just see like all that, all that sort of stuff. So it's, it's, you know, they're not expecting like, high levels of kink they're expecting just like oh just like soft like spanks or that sort of shit yeah, a little bit of rope so, play a little bit of spanking yeah yeah like a little bit of like duct tape like <laughs> oh my god there are new people that came in with duct tape and we we're just like stop nope don't nope, do nope. that <laughs> no and no 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 go back to home depot return <laughs> all the stuff you bought <laughs> I sit back we'll set you up <laughs> 
Yes. Oh my God. Don't get your shit at Home Depot, please. <laughs> but, you know, so that is to say, like, I'm not saying that all those people are neurotypical. It's just, once again, you know, there's a correlation between neurodivergency and kink. Like, there's no causation there. There's just a high correlation because a lot, you know, there's a high crossover between BDSM and the alternative community, which alternative is like punk, goth, metalhead, emo, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot of crossover between those communities and all these communities are like, they attract people who were like bullied in school and were kind of like, kind of like outcasts by larger society and they welcome them with open arms. So you're going to get a lot of people who had like bad childhoods or bad experiences growing up or didn't have many friends or that sort of thing. And they're just welcomed into this family. So I would say that like mental health definitely helps people find certain communities that welcome them with open arms, kink being just one of them. That's how I, how I would answer them. I think, uh, I think it's a really good way for people to find like-minded individuals and support Mm -hmm. where they ordinarily have it. Like as you're saying with alternative communities, it's quite often people who have been, who feel they don't quite fit in with general Mm -hmm. society. Or whatever reason, you know, it could be a huge major reason or it could just be little, you know, lots of little reasons that they don't feel that they quite fit or they don't belong like they see everyone else belonging. Um, I've talked to, it must be thousands of different littles and ABDLs and people from different areas of the community now because, you know, running Puddle Pants, a lot of people come forward and have conversations with me over the years. Like it's, it's been really great for that alone. Like I've met so many really interesting people, but mm. similar to what you were saying, Jazzy, the common theme I've seen in origin stories that I've heard is a unstable messed up childhood. And this was their way of trying to recapture something that they felt they had lost or missed out on mm-hmm. or trying to start again in some cases. And that's a common theme in a lot of the stories that go around as well. You know, being remade, reborn, um, finding acceptance, stuff like that. It's a very strong theme. Um, I think because of that, all the mental health issues that are present in most of the people that are in this community, I mean, pretty much everyone in the world has a mental health issue at some point in some description. Right. Um, I think this helps them find a way to manage it, talk to other people who have similar problems and cope, if not overcome them in a lot of ways. Like this community has helped me overcome a lot of personal issues and a lot of fears and things like that. Like the person I am now is nowhere near the person that I was when I started. Like I was a mess, but through all the support of everyone who I've met and helping other people overcome their stuff, is another big one. Helping other people grow helps you grow. And because of that, like I've seen, I've seen some really messed up stuff from people 
and I've helped people overcome a lot of stuff and all of it has contributed to helping improve the community and helping improve myself as a person to make me someone I can be proud to say that, hey, this is me. And I think that's yeah. something everyone should aim towards in this community. Try to improve yourself and try to improve others around you as well. Because everyone's got yeah. problems. Everyone's got everyone's got their own problems, whether it be diagnosable or not. And I really think you underlined the importance of like giving grace and giving space in a lot of ways. It's it's important because you know everyone's coming here for the same reason. We want acceptance. We want pretty much everything that I just said before. We want all that stuff. We're all on the same right. plane. The, the way we approach it is always going to be different and unique for every person because we want a slightly different version of it or think we want something that we don't actually want and we'll find out later on, you know, what we actually want. It's, um, yeah. yeah, everyone's just a little bit different and that's what makes it so cool. That's what makes me want to keep making stuff for this community because everyone has their own take on it. It's cool. Yeah. Some people want to get whipped. Some people want to pee their pants. It's valid. <laughs> All both at the same time. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes, shut up. <laughs> Some of us at the same time, me. So that has been Dear Jazzy. Those are all my questions. Those are all the questions I have for you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for doing what you do and making so much amazing content for the community. I, I appreciate it for coming on the show and for the stuff I bought, but I'm sure all of us that have purchased your products also really, really appreciate it. Yeah, we're not, not playing pranks on them. <laughs> when you're not playing pranks on them, which are always really funny. Yeah, thanks for having so, me. It's, it's good fun. Yeah, it's been really fun having you. We don't really get to talk all that much, so it's been great to like have like some one-on-one -on -one time. It was cool. Yeah, we're both busy people. <laughs> but every time we hang yeah. out. Aw, huh. it is. So... Dear Jazzy is an At Odds With God production. Visit us online at atoddswithgod.com. Please check out the Patreon and get you some homemade, custom, homegrown, USDA-certified grade-A beef porn from me and help the continuing production of the show. Please donate to the Ruka fundraiser to help my big sis through trying times. And I believe that's it for me. Any closing thoughts, Bonky? When I put At Odds With God into Google search, I tried to correct it to Todd With God. <laughs> Those are my closing thoughts. <laughs> Todd was good. Thank you for joining us for episode 17. We will see you next time. Yeah. <laughs>